VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Do it a little faster. Yeah. <laughs> you still got it. <laughs> it's your girl Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And we are Around, Around the, the Way Curls. Join us as we share our unique life experiences, aka tell all our business, and explore both the profound and the profane. Because duality, duality is, is a thing. thing. Yes, oh. Hey, bro. Hey. Hi, everybody. Hello. What's that from? Hi, everybody. Oh, I'm thinking of Bye Bye Birdie. The Simpsons. Somewhat. That's from The Simpsons. Hi, everybody. Who said, who said that? The I think it's the TV host. I don't know. Did you watch The Tim Simpsons faithfully as a child? I did, but I did not. Like, I'm not somebody that's, that's stuck with it right. into my teen or adulthood. Right. Nor have I, but just certain phrases and things like a Jebediah Springfield will never leave me till the day I die. That name, that reference it's here with me. Well, I'm glad you got something from it. <laughs> Shout out to the Simpsons and their Nostradamus asses knowing all the things. They predicted Predicting a lot. the future. I love that for them. I love that for us. You should look that up. Go ahead. I'm going to look that up while you talk. What? Nostradamus? No. All well, all the things the Simpsons predicted. Let me see. <sighs> anyway. 17 yeah. predictions. I'm so sorry. Do you want me to read oh, it? Go ahead. Yeah, let's go. 17 predictions from the Simpsons that came true. Number 17. Real tamataco plants? The fuck is that? Oh, it's already getting crazy. T T O M A C C O plants. What's that? We need a producer. Homer sets his eye on agriculture. Wacky disasters follow. Using nuclear ingredients from the power plant, Homer decides to create a mutant hybrid in a plant episode called IDO. The result is a not so humble tamataco. So apparently, this is not a real thing that now we're eating. No, there's something called a tamataco that we're all eating. Accessible space travel, smart watches, serving horse meat. Are we doing that? Oh, yeah, we are. Three-eyed fish. Didn't know that was a thing. Baby translator. Didn't know that was a thing. Censoring Michelangelo's David. Remember they did that? Mm -hmm. They made him, they covered him up. 
little penis. Lady Gaga and the Super Bowl. Walt Disney and the Fox merger. Trump presidency. Damn. And he's coming down an elevator. Remember when he came down the elevator with Kanye West? Absolutely not. You don't remember when Trump came down in the iconic came down Trump Tower elevator to announce that he was running for president? Oh, yes, yes, wow. yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. FaceTime, The Matrix 4, a pandemic, Tom Hanks endorses the U.S. I don't even know what that means. It's getting tricky. This isn't very exciting. We apologize. Yeah. Continue. Sometimes being spontaneous doesn't slap. Um... <laughs> this weekend was a weekend shout out again to renee blewett shout out to all of the around the way curls and sable collective supporters that came through to say hi had some really wonderful interactions and conversations with folks renee you did a wonderful job if you're listening girl it was beautiful the vibes were right I was unfortunately only able to go um, for Friday because it was my baby girl's weekend. I have a teenager now, y'all. I have a 13-year-old child that I have to care for. I have five Mm. more years. I have less time with her as a child than I've ever had in my entire life and will ever have her. And... um, I was just crying like a baby all day yesterday, just looking at her and admiring her and being even more in love with her than I've been ever since she was even a baby. So parenthood is crazy. I can only imagine having your child and then they're just gone from you and you still love them and you're still obsessed with them and then they're just gone and you can't tell them what to do or advise them or or I don't know you can't advise them but you don't have the same access to them that you have when you live with them and you have a, a healthy relationship which I think I have with Joe so I don't know maybe she'll live with me forever that's what she tells me so (laughs) oh no that's not I know I live with my mom for a very long time very long time um but everybody just send your collective love to this burgeoning young woman and she's just only going to become more independent and interface with the world and I'm so excited that the world has her and that she's coming up and going to show out and um, that I know her and that I have anything to do with her is just <sighs> it's just a wild trip. So shout out to the God. Shout out to Internet for creating a very thoughtful um, birthday experience. We got to stay with you for the weekend. I had just a really nice time. And Jade for holding it down, doing a little bit of child care as well while I worked. And for Michelle in heaven for holding it down. If you did come to the pop-up and I wasn't there, they were the sales associates that just did a really great job and were really equally as excited to see you guys so it was good it was nice um change is inevitable in all the ways and it's breaking my heart I've just been crying all weekend (laughs) it's breaking my heart I don't have any other way to describe it but um like a heart opening it up oh 
It's crazy. Well, because the alternative is much worse. So you got to watch her grow up. She's a v- Shanti. I think she's going to be under your wing for some time. She's a very, very young 13. Much younger than I. Well, I, were we a very old third? That's I'm comparing. Like the things that I was getting into at 13 were not it's age not appropriate just, at all. I don't even. No, no, no. I don't even think it's what, what we're, we were getting into. It's like the interest that we had. Like I watched her just on her iPad coloring. <laughs> you know, like she wasn't interested in like the internet. She wasn't interested in like the TV. Even the way she... Well, I, I had her watch Rush Hour. I was like, PG-13, loading. Let's go. Like, now you got to watch PG-13 movies. We're on it. And, like, even the certain things that she laughed at the, and the other things she didn't laugh at, I was like, you're such a young 13 because yeah, that went over your baby, head. Bro. You have no idea what that sexual, inf- like, innuendo was. Like, none. Mm-mm. And it was sweet to see, but I, I, I recognize, like, at 13, I'm cursing people out, calling them dickheads and the in the schoolyard, you know, just doing the stuff that doing the you do as kids. Telling niggas to suck yeah. it. Asking for hugs. Niggas giving me. Liking boys. She has crushes, but she's not like engaged. She's not in it like that. No. Yeah, I was doing my own hair. I was already straightening my hair. I had flat iron on my hair. I was like in it. I was very interested in how I looked and how people liked me. She don't care. I mean, she cares, but it's not. No, that's not her. That's not her. No, like even the fact that she went to the beach with Jade and Noah and like had a great time. Couldn't wait to play with Noah. They couldn't even get in the water. And Jade Jade said, I don't know what they were doing, but they were over by the water and maybe they were choreographing a dance. I don't know, but they were having a time. Sweet baby Jojo. Keep her. So she's just, she's a young baby girl. Um, Someone made a comment on maybe it's because she's an only child as well. You know, like... She doesn't have, like, my siblings were, like, giving me cigarettes and shit. Like, I was watching them wild the <laughs> fuck out. And I was like, bet, this is what this is what we getting into, we as a collective. I don't know. And, uh, anyway, she's right where she's supposed to be. And I think she's, yeah. we do have some time. But who knows? A, a lot can happen over a summer. A lot can happen in a year. So high school is going to be interesting. But right now she is in a little, little waldorf cocoon child shout out to joe but uh, yeah that was the weekend how you doing you have one more thing on here i don't really care to talk about that so much i don't have much to say about it i watched they cloned tyrone it was good i probably have to watch it again i was very tired while watching it but what's his name did an excellent job the acting was wonderful it was so you good didn't like it it I was good it was i didn't dislike it it was good it was better than queen and slim Absolutely. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I hate that you didn't like it. I and did I like it. You Look how you I'm on you. air. And you're proving that it was good. No, uh, you, was I good. can prove whatever. I know you. I know you. If it was you would have liked it, you would have wanted to talk about it and you didn't. I have to watch it again. It was good. It I, was I have good. to watch it again. I'm going to watch it again. I just know that boy was acting his ass off and... um I have to watch it again. Because the end, I was just kind of like, wait a minute, what's going on for a minute? Was... The ending was interesting. I was like, wait, How what? they landed it. But what they were saying, how they got there, it's more about the journey. Yeah. How they landed the plane, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Felt like an HBO ending. Like, what? <laughs> just... Um, I know I have this stuff written down, but I don't think I'm going to talk about this. I, um, 
what is up with me? I've been exhausted. I've really been tired. And today is Monday. We're recording Thursday's episode on a Monday. And see, hold on, sorry. And, um, I don't know. I've been having these crazy shooting pains above my right eye where they like, they even make me dizzy. Mm, where no I'm like, bueno. kind of like, Mm-mm. it's not good. And so I thought, well, maybe it's allergies. Maybe it's water. Maybe it's, you know, maybe you're dehydrated. I think it's all of the above and I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. So today I recorded, oh, I recorded with uh, Mandy and Bridget for See The Thing Is. So that is out. By the time this comes out, that will be out. So check that out. Um, And we had to record early, earlier than normal. And I just, I I had all these ideas about what I was going to do afterwards, brought my workout clothes, brought this, brought that. And then it was hitting me again as I was driving back to go to the gym, like this shooting pain. And I just came in here and slept. Like I ran two errands and then I came in here and slept. It's still there a little bit, but it's like going away. So I'm a little bit concerned. If it's not going by next week, then I'm going to be really concerned. But I've just been tired. So this is a reminder to folks to please rest. And I realize I haven't been getting enough sleep. I've been waking up early, going to sleep late. My body's just been waking up. So there's something like unsettled. I th- um, I think it's been like this for about since, you know, everything happened with Miss Pam. It's been a s- series of... You've been yeah. away. You haven't been able to settle in your house, going back and forth. I've watched you just be on the run, on the go, yeah. and exerting a lot of energy. Like yeah. when you got up, you're still like giving a lot and doing a lot. And, you know, I'm like, yeah, I can see you being that catching up to you. Yeah, you probably need like a good week to just like lay low and show Yeah, caught can. up. And when I came back, I just like felt guilty about not working out. So rushed into hot yoga, no. un- wildly dehydrated. So whatever. Um, and then I had an interesting interaction. I don't know if I should talk about this, but I'm going to because it's me. I had a very, <laughs> I had a very, int- I had a very interesting interaction with someone. And I don't have to go into what it was, but I. They they went out of their way to make me feel small in the most mean girl, nice girl way. That's the like wor- that's the meanest me. way is the nicest way. Oh, it is the meanest way. Checking me. Just the first thing you say to me is, how do you know such and such? Such and such was her new man. How do you know such and such? Are you single? You came here alone. Oh, maybe I can help you. Do you see anything here that you like? And then just, you know, I couldn't give him the time of day at first. I was just, I was just um, so busy because I own my home and, you know, I'm just like a businesswoman and just un- very enterprising. Like, that's how you're talking about yourself to me. Called my podcast cute. She asked how we met and I said I, it was through the podcast world. Anyway, I sat with that and I played nice and I smiled through it as she had her arm around me and I it was very clear to me what was happening. It was like, okay, go ahead. You can piss on your territory and put me in check. I'm not here for you, man. It's fine, sweetie. Um, but I was disappointed for my friend. 
honestly, and, and concerned of like, God, I hope this goes well because you've been through a lot and you deserve a lot. So anybody that's doing that kind of stuff, I was just a little concerned. But maybe maybe she is just that nice. Maybe I give her the benefit of the doubt. But the way it was coming across and somebody else commented to me and was like, uh, you handled that very well because that was a lot. <laughs> so that was interesting. And then I fucked up. I think I might have, I don't know, we'll see. I got a response um, from from him because I sent him a text that was a joke between you and I. I sent it to him about him. And I was like, oh my God. And out of context, that shit's gonna be very harsh, sound crazy. He's a very sensitive being. And so I tried to explain, but even the response that I got afterwards was very cold and dry and like, okay, all good. Yep. And I'm just like, damn. So I'm frustrated a bit and and really sad. It's really been sitting with me because that she was successful in making me feel small. and Or maybe I feel small. I'm trying to see, like, what am I projecting on mm-hmm. to her? Mm-hmm. Yes. You know? Yeah. What am I projecting on to you, sis? Mm-hmm. Now, I told you more in depth what she said to me. Mm-hmm. There was... It was a lot there of projection. A, She's projecting some shit onto you. And then you project the shit back to her, and now you're in an entanglement. Wait. Yeah, but but you can say that what she was there was an intention. There was an well, agenda. No, it was her projecting. Absolutely, she was projecting okay. her shit. I wasn't onto tripping. You. You're not crazy yeah. at all. Okay, I'm like because I'm that's not reading not into this normal, crazy. or it's not grounded in care or, or curiosity, curiosity, real curiosity absolutely. about Which, who yeah, I am. No, there's no. It wasn't grounded in anything that yeah. felt. So I, I'm sitting here and I'm, I, so I'm dealing with my feelings of that, of like, oh, I, there, are, there is a part of me that feels inadequate or feels like this friend group is on just another level that I'm not on, you know, and, and that's sitting with me. Um, and not emotionally, but like financially, status-wise, whatever. But then there's a part of me that's like, yo, I grinned and bared that whole conversation and played nice. And then I still look like the irrational bitch because I wrote what I wrote as a joke to you, to him. So then my ego is bruised and then I'm concerned about the friendship, but it's just going to be what it is. I feel like there's nothing I can do. And there's something about me that has to start to be okay with like not being able to please everyone. Or like there's this thing in me that if I feel like someone's mad at me and it's it's rooted in in something rational that I absolutely did to hurt them I will grovel I will stop at nothing to get back into their good graces because I just feel so bad is your window open yeah oh that's loud just so you know it might be picking up in the background but I just I don't know I'm sitting with these a, a bunch of different things I felt terrible um about the text and again like you and I you know we call people raggedy we say stuff is trash we do we have this thing where like it doesn't mean that you're really x it just means like you know it's it's our thing and but not whatever whatever it's not a whole I could do I said my piece I hope that all is well or will be well but that nice mean girl shit really I wanted to sock her. 
And I and I really want the best for the people in my life. You, like all the people that I love. And I think I have a special place in my heart for men in my life who seem like they're ready for love and I get a little bit more protective. So maybe I'm also projecting there, but I'm like, yo, don't do no further damage, sis. Cause this is a good person, but we'll see. But I, I, I was, I have never had someone check me like that in the way that she did in the like smiley arm around me. This is my new best friend, everybody. She's single. So we're going to find somebody here for her. Keep your eyes open. Like, excuse me. This is within the first 10 minutes of meeting you. Get off of me. Mm. You know, after you would just you sized me it, up about. Would, if you could do it all over again, what would you have done differently? Probably would have went. <laughs> no, you have to go. Honestly. You have to go. Wait a minute. <laughs> That's interesting. But no, if you had to have had that interaction with her again, what would you have done differently would you have cut it off nothing nothing you would have you've done the, you would have done the same yeah out of respect for him I would have been I, I want to give folks a chance I'm not that friend that's like you know you bring your new significant other around and like I'm like I don't like them I'm not that person but I I, I would have just done the same thing and just noted it in my head of like okay and you know what? Maybe she had every reason to do that. Maybe there's, I have no idea. Maybe she just needed to establish that shit and keep it pushing. I don't know. But it was just a lot of questions around how I know him, how I know his mother, how I know his friends, why I came alone, how long I've been single. It's I think, just like, I think it's also interesting that 10 that, minutes. Yeah. Yeah. A, a very sweet interrogation. It was like, hmm. Okay. And then you had to offload, you know, all the stuff that, that you are and how, and then made a comment about, yeah, cause you know, he likes natural women and, you know, women that don't wear makeup. And I'm standing there looking at you with makeup on and I'm like, girl, I'm about to punch you. Get, get away from me. <laughs> but like, maybe she's great. I don't know. But who knows what she's experienced that's, that, that need, that maybe she needed to do that. I don't know. She could be great. But that interaction, I, I, I don't think I would have done anything differently because it's it's not the time and the place. Maybe if I ever am in her company again and she continues to do it, I might pull her to the side and be like, is everything cool? Like, I've just noticed X, but I wouldn't say anything to him unless I thought he was in danger of being hurt. Yeah, I think it's I think it's. um. Anyway, we don't have to have this conversation, but I think it's interesting how that went about about without any intervention you know like that's yeah, all, how it that, all i think unfolded. that how it unfolded like, without any intervention without with her being in the dark so much as well you know i don't know anyway you know what i just read something i was gonna send to you as well um it's for me too that a happy person um it was somebody talking about somebody else, like the happiest people I know, you know, don't, don't worry about what other, don't try to make other people happy. Basically. I know the happiest Honestly, people I know I'm, you can't, it ain't none of your business how they respond because you, I'm, I'm saying all this because I know that's yeah. the, that's the crux of it. It's hard me. to and hold how, how much it interfered, how much energy it, it not is, or it did is taking up 
yeah. in my mind mm-hmm. of like, this person is probably mad at me. Mm-hmm. I'm pro- people probably think X about mm-hmm. me. He probably told people what I wrote and I had to leave the place early to get to my own sister's birthday. They probably think I left because of that. They probably think I'm crazy. Yeah, they no. probably think this. And I've only tried I to know. be loving and I kind. Know. And it's just like, fuck. Yeah. Oh, I hate that idea. And so it's something that I have to sit with and, and, you know, and just, that's hold, a part of it. it yeah. Cannot people please. Yeah. And I, I'm or not make above. up stories about what other people, all you could do is in your good conscience right. is apologize or take accountability for the place yeah, in which you made error. And then their stories that they're making up or they're withholding anger or resentment or concern or whatever, that's their stuff to hold and to carry. And got nothing to do with you, but that's a very, um, but I uncomfortable. I do, it's very uncomfortable, uncomfortable oh. and embarrassing. Yeah, I'm sorry. But I do hate how much I just talked about how good I was feeling about myself. Yeah. And how she mm-hmm. not them pick because I as much as I was like, oh, this is like really transparent as to why you're doing this. So much she of it pushed hit a some buttons. with me. Yeah. Shut and she it was like, oh, the universe you're very is smart tricky. How you oh, yo, the universe. She is looked at me and she said, watch me work. I know exactly how to put you in your place and i'm like i just came with a salad like just let me make my salad sis anyway whatever welcome to around the way <laughs> girls <laughs> this episode is about to be interesting I'll tell you that oh. much do you want to plug patreon sheila and plug other things absolutely you're listening to around the way curls but you can also watch this episode on our patreon in which the video podcast is posted each week both episodes as well as some additional content extra content um to be a patron you pay a subscription five seven or ten dollars depending on how generous you are but it definitely goes to the operations of this podcast we do not have any funding we're not on any networks it's just Antoinette and I and the kind talented Sir Monty doing this mm-hmm. every single week so to help us afford this operation your money is really appreciated and really integral to our growth thank you so much yes. so please consider doing that and um also, if you can't, but you want to support, we appreciate you as well. If you were to rate, subscribe, and leave a review on Apple or Spotify, if you can figure out how to do it on Spotify. But Apple is very seamless and easy. That helps us out as well. And uh, okay. we're going a little breaky-boo. Let's take a break. 25 minutes in, I think it's time. After Would the- you like to go- just wait real fast, just so you know, Mandy's singing. After these messages, she's singing that one. See, she did it wow. twice today. I said, "Ooh, ooh!" She said, Is, "Am I like Shanti?" <laughs> I was like, "You ain't, you don't quite have it. <laughs> the run wasn't clean, you know, but you get there now." Wow. <laughs> After these messages, we'll be right back. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. 
Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. That's funny. And we are back. So I wanted to address something because we got a voicemail with some critique. I'm not going to play it, but it was valid. I think there was someone who called and they didn't love somebody's take on the Tory Lane situation. <laughs> but here's the deal. There was, I, I don't, I don't listen back and I didn't see on the outline that we discussed this. So the, I want to make it really clear that for Tory, the Tory Lane sentencing, he could have gotten 22 years. And in California, they don't play that shit around shooting guns. He also had an illegal, uh, illegal gun. It was unregistered and loaded, which is also a crime. Um, and then he had priors. So the 10 years is pretty much um, par for the course. Uh, in a lot of people's eyes who are taking into account those other things. So it was triggering for folks to hear, um, to hear us, I guess, discuss why 10 years felt like a lot versus why it felt reasonable, rational, whatever. But that is some backstory that we, I think, failed to give. So I just wanted to make sure that we did our due diligence and made sure that folks were aware. And in the know about that. And in California, you have to do 85% of your sentence. And so he'll, he already has, I think, 10 months, either 10 or 11 months that he's already served waiting for trial. So that's going to count towards his sentence. But, um, so he'll probably do like seven or something. Uh, but I think it goes to show how powerful the tongue is and like his lawyer saying, you know, this is an atrocity. This is a, a situation where a celebrity is being um, being made into what is it like when you make a less. What is it? Uh, an example. Being made into an example out of. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, I don't we don't need to go into well, I, much I of that. I take complete that accountability for being flippant about it because I didn't I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of the case. You were mentioning that he was talking shit and wrote a diss track and all these things that he, there was, oh, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know that yeah, prior stuff. I think I stopped paying attention once he was um, convicted and I was barely paying attention because I, I couldn't quite understand all the shit that was going on. There were so many unreal, unreliable sources, especially the, that one Middle Eastern South Asian man that kept, um, doing his updates of the court. Remember that there was, there was just so much like hoopla around the court hearing that there were so many different sides that, um, I, sh I, 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 it's not something for me actually to talk about. Cause I don't know the full, uh, the full information well, around if, it. And I don't know do what the right, again, I don't know what the right sentencing is for that type of is it considered attempted murder i don't know i don't know so i just went from off the dome which could appear reckless so i i apologize it if it was flippant because it was flippant because i didn't i don't have a strong um enough information 
or opinion or to base any of my uh my statements on to back it up so it, that yeah and if you are interested in learning more about the trial and you want to dig deep and you can't find a reliable source megan m kunif um aka megan the reporter is what everybody's calling her she covered the case and she covered it very well she just stated facts she didn't give opinions she didn't um she didn't go into the whole hoopla thing she's a very very reliable source so that's who um all that's who all of the black brown white outlets have been reaching out to that's who they've been utilizing and she's done a very good job and actually blown up um as a result of it so all right let's move on what let's move on into voicemails um first one up is from our friend friend of the pod though we never met hey ladies this is Leo again i did listen to y'all's podcast about um basically what do you how do you want to be remembered and i have some thoughts on my share. maybe they could be helpful with y'all so my dad passed um during the pandemic not from COVID, but from other health complications and I really went through a, I would say, a wandering period for a bit. Like, I didn't know where my dad was. My mind was trying to find him. My body was actually just coming up to, well, just trying to acclimate the life without him. So it took took quite a while, and I had a, really a crash course in grief and, and acceptance of just my mortality. Kind of like what Antoinette was talking about. Like, we, I became anxious to the point to where um, I just became very careful almost too careful of everything. Um, and then I just started to think about how I want to be remembered when I go. And I want to be remembered like him, this simple Southern man that drank sweet tea, lived in love, and, and spread love everywhere he went. And with this very simple way of it, he, he lived in a very simplistic way, and, and I strive to be the same all the time. And when I go, I just want to party. Everybody, y'all do y'all grieving and do all that. But, hey, go have a good time, listen to all the music, share memories, share stories, do that. Because there's only so much life that needs to be spent grieving. Life is meant to live, not to be contained or without color. And, uh, and Antoinette and Shanti, just make sure y'all try to find, in y'all's grieving process, just make sure y'all try to find the people, the places, the things in your life that make you feel connected. All right. See y'all. That was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And I think I wanted to play that for anybody that's going through a, a loss right now. Cause yeah, yeah, I thought, I thought he summarized that very well. It was comforting. Um, thanks Leo. Uh, next up. Hello ladies. My name is Chris. I am a 32-year-old mom of two, um, long-time listener, first-time caller. Um, I was uh, just thinking about what Shanti was saying when she was going through with her um, with her ex. I know y'all's relationship ended. It seemed like on decent terms. But I am struggling. I... Uh, I was uh, divorced. I've been divorced for about three years. My ex-husband and I were together about 10 years. Um, yeah, divorced three years, and I got into another relationship 
uh, for two years that just ended. And when I tell you, I feel like, I, I feel like my world is crashing down and I just, I, I, I feel like I, um, I stopped letting my friends and family in to try to compensate the relationship that I was in and making him my number one thing with my kids. But turns out he was talking to his ex and, um, who did him really wrong. Um, but I guess love is love, right? Um, so I'm just hurt. I'm sitting with this hurt. And yeah, I'm I'm sitting with a lot of hurt, and I don't know where to navigate at this moment because I I don't have anybody to talk to mm. about it, um, and it just hurts. And I really don't see myself with anybody else but him. He was the last guy I was with. Um, he was literally my best friend. So to be betrayed like that. It's just I don't know, but um, yeah, I was I was just trying to see what how Shanti is getting over her um over her relationship and what tools she's using and what would y'all do if you didn't have friends to lean on when you're down like this? I my body literally feels like it's shutting down, and I'm trying to keep from crying, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm crying all the time. But yeah, um, I love you guys. Thank you. Now I'm already emotional. For <laughs> oh, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for being so vulnerable. Thank you to all of our callers for just sharing your hearts with us and with everybody else. I don't think you guys know what that means. Um, First of all, I'm not going to tell all our business, but this, our ending wasn't the first time that we broke up. And I think the grief that I have experienced in our relationship ending has been over a period of years. It's not something that has happened suddenly. It's the difficult duality of holding what you want so badly the potential of something your expectations of yourself and somebody else and then the reality and the way that this thing is just not happening the way that you want it to and the grief that comes with that um so I I have been grieving and accepting because I I feel like that's what um has gotten me through and I and will eventually pull you through because you will pull through because you you have before and you will again and um, with a lot more wisdom and and muscle men memory and capacity to hold really hard things. Um, it doesn't feel like that now, but that's that's what heartbreak does. But yeah, so it's been over a period of time of me grieving um, the the loss of my expectations and I'm sorry that you're feeling that and 
just like the sweet brother Leo said, you just, you know, there's going to be moments where you feel like you can't, your body is going to be shut down. Your heart's going to be shut down. Your mind's going to be shut down. And the only way that any of us can, um, deal with this kind of stuff is to, is to just go through it and you will get through it. And I feel like finding somebody to talk to or people to talk to um, is really important to your processing because you are processing everything and you talking it out. And you, I feel like women, especially when you break up, I won't generalize, but I know for myself, you want to talk it out. You want to say the same thing over and over. You want to go over it with your friends. You want a different aspect. You want, you know, um, somebody to validate your feelings and to make sense of something. Um, and it's really important that you do find that. And yeah, I don't know what happens when you don't have that in your friendship or in your family. So maybe even therapy or grief counseling, a grief group. There's lots of grief groups that are out there that aren't just around um, the death of of friends or family. It's around friendship loss and relationship loss. So I would, I would, um, think that you should find some space like that to to go through your process because you are processing a lot in it and it just takes a minute and I'm sending you lots of support and love because that shit it really hurts yeah I think the only thing that I want to add is that I've been in a relationship where I was asked to center that person and that and I did that and put a lot of my friends on the shelf and on the back burner. And once that relationship ended, it felt like that my whole world was collapsing because it became very clear to me what I had done and how I had kind of like just let all of my other outlets, all of my other relationships go. I would hope that you could reach out to those folks that you had relationships with and explain. And then you know, find out what it is that they need from you, you know, to to come back into their lives, whatever that is, and that, you know, you can work on healing those those relationships and building them, rebuilding them and, and strengthening them. Because I don't I don't know what you do if you're just alone and then having to mother, you know, and like give so much of yourself. That's that's really hard. So I just want to offer that I really hope that you can get community around you and um, and not to be afraid of reaching out to those people, even even if it's been a while, you know, just like you said, love is love. Even when we don't like the outcomes of it, even when it's like, oh, you're going to go back to her. OK, well, you know, there's possibility for you to go back to your loved ones as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. that's wonderful. Yeah. All right, thinking about you, sis. This is the last, the last voicemail, <laughs> and it's a, it's a much lighter note. <laughs> I, <laughs> made me chuckle. Hey, Shantia Antoinette. I'm not gonna lie. I just want to say that I think we do all owe Antoinette an apology. Number one, after Shanti said she apologized for the JT and Usher thing, why did I? that I wanted to listen to Justin Timberlake. I have a five and a half hour drive to my grandmother's house. And I said, you know what? I'm about to listen to Justin Timberlake. So sorry. 
I still don't think I agree, but to just throw Antoinette's point of view out the way, she ain't wrong. You know, you was never wrong. You were never wrong. Like, it's good. And it's not that you never thought that it wasn't good, but you're just like, dang, like, it's Usher. Like, of course not. But no, like... It's it's worth it's worth thinking about. It's worth it. He's up there. Even you you talk about the, the songs that he wrote. Now I'm driving, so I can't I can't look at all the credits with Usher stuff. But I don't think JT does R and B like Usher does. But that's just good. Oh, she, her phone was going in and out. Oh, <laughs> did I listen to the end of this? <laughs> oh, oh no. I just listened to the beginning. It was like, yep, yep, play this. So, I don't know. We got to listen more. We got to try. We got to be more open because, yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I can see why Beyonce is calling him to say, hey, what, what's going on? Now, Justin Timberlake had more until the end of time songs like that. I would, I would. I would say okay with Usher, but he don't. It's more popish, pop soul. It feels good. I love it, but I don't know. But but yeah, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> and I took my time on this too. It's a five and a half hour drive. I'll be at my granny house in thirty minutes, so I took my time. But you still are owed that apology. Okay, have a good. One. Appreciate you, sis. All I needed was the brown skin queen. <laughs> to back me up, get take it some takes heat you off to a of me. Place, I'm telling you. <laughs> now, again, he's not. He cannot be past the R&B legacy baton. No. Absolutely, that not. cookout. He's not invited to. But we sh- we gotta stop centering white invitations at cookouts anyway. But <laughs> go ahead. He can't get the baton. No. But y'all not gonna sit here. And say that's not a that is not a blue eyed soul brother on the low a little bit. Who he? Uh, she said pop soul. That's a great way to describe it. Pop I think. soul, yeah. Hit the anyway. Don't get me started because it's just you need to write a paper on I it. I do. I really feel some. It's it's the Timberlake, Timberland, but also Timberlake and Pharrell. It's you can't. That's what you can't put it all on Timberland. I had a huge argument with somebody that was like, oh, it's all on Timberland. No, it's not. No. Tim Timberlake is coming up with those melodies. He's he's fucking it up. He may listen. That's enough. It's a lot of your favorite R and B artists that have Justin Timberlake in their sessions. Just so you know, when they step into the studio, they ask him to come to help. Justin, he didn't just start playing them drums. On that Yonce, y'all on his mouth like liquor, because she called him in and was like, oh, I need Justin Timberlake to nah. play the drums. No, he was in the session no, creating with you. her. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I could do it. I got you. I'm telling he's you. A, he's an artist in a way that I don't know that Usher is. Oh, he's I didn't an go artist. that far. I'm going to go. An artist, like an artist. An artist is somebody that like, I, I don't actually know. An, and here, y'all, I'm going to get in trouble again. just saying <laughs> shit out. <laughs> No I don't actually know, is. but I'm going to just say, I don't know that Usher has the the, the actual um, production credits that 
Usher has, and I don't know. I'm going to just put it that I don't know. Usher is a crooner. Usher Usher's is a performer. A performer. J- Usher J- is JT a lover. and a performer He's, like Usher. Yes, uh, all right. You're doing a lot now. He isn't. Too. Usher's a better got- performer than JT. Absolutely. They both want to slide around like Michael Jackson, and Usher does it better than him. Okay, I don't. You listen. think that Justin's an equal or better performer <laughs> don't put than me back Usher? In the fire. <laughs> I think that I think that you're. I'm gonna send you some videos. I'm telling you, I used to do He's this a good shit. Before, his per- voice isn't nice. Isn't better than Usher's. No, I never said. Well, he has oh, a different voice. No, he's, he's hitting like falsetto shits. Nah, but listen, Usher is no joke. I'm gonna give you that. I I don't know that we need to compare them. Girl, in you the don't want to did it. Not you perform- comparing, putting the people in a fight, in, and then be like, y'all see see what you do <laughs> in the performance space. I will. Justin can perform. Justin's not a slouch. I didn't say he was, <laughs> but he's not better than Usher. Okay. I I have them. Maybe I haven't been to Usher's show. I would love to see Justin do a, a Vegas residency and Usher do a Vegas residency again and go see him back to back. Well, you can look at how they're aging. Who's going to have the better vitality and energy <laughs> and muscle memory? Look, that Just, is racist. It's true. Justin doesn't have melanin and I feel but, a way. No, he looks aged in Brown his, privilege. No. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he ain't moving like Just, Usher's moving no more. And there is a video of Justin doing a poor job at something he was trying to do and doing a poor job. It was funny. He was he made a joke out of it. He was trying to do some black dance and he was like, da 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 da. Anyhow. I can't remember. The things we anyway. fight over and get the people going on is right. interesting. All right, take us in, Sheila. Oh, we're not Shanti's going to about break. to depress you all. <laughs> is it depressing? I hope it's encouraging although I don't feel it in my soul at this moment. So <laughs> I, um, I'm struggling over here. And a couple weeks ago, unprovoked, unannounced, I had a very big opportunity laid before me. And the feelings of what what I would expect myself to feel of being excited and um, pumped up and even, I don't, it's not deserved. That's not the word. The, it, it feels like I'm having a, like an Eminem moment. You know, like, palms are sweaty, mom's spaghetti. Like, I have to show up. What the fuck is wrong with you? For real, I have to show up. (laughs) Like, I have an opportunity that could be very big that I have to show up for. And you only get this one chance to do it. And the amount of fear and self-doubt that I'm experiencing in this moment is, is takes my breath away. I have emails that come in, you know, logistics, things like that. And every time it comes up, my breath, I can't breathe. The amount of terror that I'm feeling in my body, my heart is beating even talking about it in this moment. It is, a, it is really 
I have been crying. JoJo's I've been crying over, but I've been in a really um, scared place, a really hard place. In a, in a, and I'm 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 feeling like I'm, and then I'm feeling shame that I shouldn't feel this way. That this is a big opportunity, and all of my, um, it's triggering every single tender part of me in the same way that you talked about earlier in this conversation with this person. It feels like I have this, I have this same person mm-hmm. coming up to me, pushing all of my buttons around um, competency, preparedness, performance, um, experience that I cannot back out of it feels like labor in a way where it's like oh I have there's only one way like I know I have to do this thing there's only one way um out and it's through and I'm trying to sit with the self-doubt that I'm feeling Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to get I don't want to feel it I want to feel differently I want to feel confident I want to feel competent I want to feel um like I want to feel in control and none of those things I do not think that because because also this is like this is not something that it's like all right I'll do it when I'm ready it's like ready or not you have to show up for this and I don't know that in the amount of time that I have I'm going to step up to this to the microphone so to speak and not do it with this physically debilitating fear that I have and I've been reading fear huh what is the fear um not being prepared being embarrassed disappointing people that put me in gave me this opportunity um letting my fear just allow me to shrink a deep thing. And we've talked about this in the past, not wanting it. So already like having a protecting myself from the disappointment or preparing myself for all those things to happen by not wanting it as much as I, I could or should or, or yeah, can. Um, and it feels like, I am up against, oh, oh, this, I have this wonderful thing to share. Um, I think what feels the most difficult for me in this moment is that there's this other intuitive part that knows um, otherwise about myself. And I don't know how to like surrender to that. I don't know how to increase that. I don't know how to get this like, Beyonce energy, you know, this like I'm going to show up kind of energy. Um, and I keep psyching myself or telling myself this narrative that that's what I'm supposed to to feel. And I'm 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 slowly coming to a space of acceptance of like, no, that's not necessarily true. You may have to do this with your knees buckling and like. That's OK, you may not be 
have a fan blowing in your hair and not have shaking knees and do this. Um, Man, can I offer you something though? Mm-hmm. Like what did T- Tina Ferris say to us? Half know. her job when she's working with those artists is to convince them to go out on stage. Biggest artists in the world. And they're like, I can't do this. I, I, I And she's, I got to go to the bathroom again. My hair is not ready. I'm not, the, they're avoiding, avoiding, and their knees are buckling and they do it anyway. I, even a Beyonce, I don't think her knees, there aren't certain, I don't think that she's in a place where her knees aren't buckling at times. I, this is a, the, the, she's still taking risks. She still has had projects not received the way a Beyonce project is received. Like, has she? We ju- <laughs> yeah, like the whole gift thing, the whole joint album with Jay-Z, like that shit didn't oh. slap the way they wanted it to. So you have to realize too that like they're doing it anyway and we're seeing the finished product and you're brave enough to like in The Wizard of Oz to show us the man behind the curtain or I- the woman behind the curtain. I think that's what's really important and why I wanted to talk about this because I had, I think, again, a lot of people look at what we do and they're like, oh, y'all got it together. You have people, just like you said last week, we have people that are in the industry like, oh, you guys, you got, you guys are good. You, you have backing, you have, you know, all this support, you, you know where you're going. And I think it is really important. I was doing all my YouTube um, research into how to get rid of self-doubt in three days and (laughs) (laughs) i laugh because i've done the same thing sleep hypnosis for and my shit will be like body positive image (laughs) and then i'll go to sleep with that playing and somehow think i'm gonna wake up and be like yes doesn't work like it doesn't that. work but he we gotta it, do it anyway it was a ted talk and he was talking about how you have to share it too that you have to share your self-doubt and i think so many of us think oh we see other people doing this shit like well beyonce is like y'all not gonna catch me the fuck sweating like <laughs> you don't know what she's saying to her friends yeah to her immediate circle i know she's I probably know. fucking terrified blue if blue can do this i could do this but rooted it's it's me sitting with my self-doubt and what where that comes from and why because I I I don't know that it's good for me to go out and my foundation being no this isn't it's one thing to be like I'm scared as fuck but I know like I know that this I'm I, I got this in the bag I know that I deserve to be here and it's another thing to go out there and not and not feel that and still show up in a way and maybe that's just a part of me stretching my limits and this is like my growth process growth is on the other side and the next time this thing comes up maybe I won't feel this way but I feel sick. Like talk. I don't think you understand. Can I? I can feel I offer sick to my I stomach? I I I see. You're about to cry. Wait. So listen. Here's the thing. I don't know if if it's wise for anyone to go out if something is in deep conflict with who they are, and they're like, actually, this this thing is not something I ever want to do. That is where you're like, I don't have to do this. I don't have to prove myself to anybody. If it's something that will absolutely help you, but you're just terrified. And having self-doubt, 
that's when you show up and you do your best. And it, and what's the worst that can happen? You don't get selected or you, whatever the case, like you, you do it anyway and you do it scared. It's, it's like when you interview for a job and you like, Oh fuck, I got this job interview and I'm probably not going to take it, but you're practicing that muscle. You're practicing the muscle of showing up, of talking about yourself, of, of being confident in yourself of, 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 and, and that's something that you're a business owner. That's something that you're going to have to do and be confident in what you do and who you are. And, and honestly, when it comes to self-doubt real fast, it, a lot of it goes back to how you're raised. And this is definitely something I looked this up for you. And this is something that is like screaming you where if you have this insecure attachment and it's generally like characterized by inconsistent or negative interactions with caregivers and like a, a sort of, um, what is it? What is the word when you're not, um, when your needs aren't met? Neglected? You know, yeah, like a, a certain amount of neglect, emotional neglect. Yes. This type of attachment can lead to one questioning their worthiness and may contribute to the development of a general sense of self-doubt. And, and, and then on the flip side of that, some self-doubt is very helpful. Some self-doubt while it, you know, yes, it should not be debilitating. That's an issue, but some self-doubt can help you and, and lead you into introspection, which this is where you're at and, and enhance your performance. If you are scared that you are going to be unprepared, how can you better prepare yourself? What are the, what are the solves to this? How can you, the, the, I think the best remedy for you to not feel shaky in your boots is to just know exactly who you are and be as prepared as possible for what, for whatever anything in life is. When you come in prepared, it's hard to be so nervous. It's like, I got this. I can pivot. I can this, I can that. I'm clear about what my business is. I'm clear about my pitch. And and I'm clear that it's needed and necessary. And I'm clear that I have a podcast where an audi- I have a built-in audience for my shit. I already have a built-in following of people who fuck with me heavy, who love the work that I do, who will travel across city and state lines to come to a pop-up in Brooklyn to support just for the opportunity to kick it with me and, and buy some shit from me. Cause they know it, they, they believe in me like stand in that shit. Better go through these fucking reviews and read how dope you are. But it's like, for some reason I say this and you just, it doesn't penetrate and I see you resisting it. And so I, I guess it's like, well, is that an indication that there's a business model issue? Is that an indication that like there's other things that you need to put in your in the foundation of the business so you feel more grounded? Or do you just have to do it and do it scared and realize you didn't die? I have to do that. There's no turning back. That's what's. Yeah. That's Go ahead. What, Sorry. Um, I'm off my soapbox. That's what has to happen. I think, you know, I, I read this about the insecure attachment style. And there is something about my childhood, though, that I really am grateful for and wish to return to in a way. 
I, I mean, I, I just want to preface it and say that my parents did the best that they could, that they yes. were, that um, the childhood that they provided for me, especially these fundamental years of one to five were um, something that I kind of feel like I want to tap into again in that I was a really fearless child, really fearless child. I I had the space to be fearless in a way. We were I was born in Hawaii, just ran around butt ass naked. My parents say I would wake up, take off my clothes, run outside barefoot and just go into like a grove somewhere and just get busy, explore, discover. And I feel like that that's very much a part of who I am, but but mm-hmm. as I got older, when I became a mother, so much of that has been lost or I've had to like stifle, I have to shrink down and I really want to kind of like tap back into this um, this risk taking and this curiosity. And I think the self-doubt is also being uh, concerned with the outcome it's not really from a place of curiosity if I were to be honest about it or like even me being invested in this spiritual and emotional and business process that is possible my focus is on how am I going to look how am I going to sound it's like this really performative controlled like Uh, concern that I have that I know I also need to and all of us need to um, tap out of or release surrender to that I cannot I can't control all of that that's not what's mattering what all these plat what do they call platitudes of you know only way only way what is it on the other whatever you're scared of or whatever you want is on the other side of your fear or the only way to the other side is through all this bullshit that I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in this very moment, I'm resisting every part of it. Every part of it. You're not seeing yourself either. I got to be honest. I don't, I don't know how to, I do not know how to do that. That's not something I can do. Let me try to hold a mirror up to you. People say, you're going to say nice things about me, but that. It's not nice things. It's facts. And don't resist it. It's facts. You take a risk every day. Every day you don't go into a nine to five that gives you health insurance, that gives you a the, a stable living wage where you know exactly what you're making, where you're putting money into a 401k. Every day you don't do that, you are taking a risk. Every day you sign up to go vend somewhere where you have to buy inventory that you don't know is going to sell, you're taking a risk. Every time you give someone else the opportunity, you have a staff now, you didn't have that before. Now you have a staff to help you do it. Every time you hire a new person, without it's a, it's a risk, it's all risk. You are an entrepreneur, it is all risk. And even with a child who looks up at you at 13 years old and says, my life is in your hands, You got to figure it out and make it happen. You still chose. You still chose a path that felt right to you. Not a path that everybody else is doing. And and I don't think that you give yourself enough credit for that. So you saying that you are not, that you're not an explorer, that you're not this, you're sourcing these, you are sourcing items 
And for Sable, I don't know, fucking know how you find. I don't know how you find these people. I don't know how you make these connections. I have no idea. But you're fucking doing it. And you're doing it without any, any, um, what? Any, what is it called? Any, like, education around business. You didn't go to school for this. You just said, I don't like how I feel. I don't want to be stuck here. I'm going to do it as a single mom. I'm going to do it. I'm going to figure it out. And I don't want Jolie looking at me and seeing my, and seeing me go to a job that I hate and me creating that kind of standard for her. So you have to sit back and give yourself a little more credit because literally Shanti every fucking day, that you wake up and you make that choice to follow your dreams, you are taking a huge fucking risk. And it's a risk that a lot of us, we're like, fuck that. I need stability. I need this. I need that. And you're looking at us thinking, and I know you, you're looking at us thinking, they got it together. I got to get it together. You can't go on that show and show up as anybody else but yourself because guess what? That's what people respond to. I would never want you to sound like me making a pitch for Sable. It's not going to resonate. I would never want you to look like everybody else. It's not going to fucking resonate. You have it. You fucking have it and you're resisting it. I don't know how to not. I don't know how to not Everybody does it. I don't don't know know how to. You just got, just, just prop, do look at yourself right and and realize there's a little girl looking at you and just do i gotta go in the mirror and write stickers and bullshit no. i gotta do the shit that maybe I tell other people if the, to. maybe yeah maybe you gotta bust out one of them sable journals i don't fucking you know mandy has one on her flight right now today i affirm i saw it i was like she's crazy she she turned into mindful mandy but <laughs> seriously for, no she she is for you mandy. it's cracking That's me up. a great <laughs> tagline that should be a segment in your show now. <laughs> But seriously, Shanti, I want you to know that you're you're doing so much more than you think. I wish I think I, I, I just want to feel you. it. I want to feel it. It fucks me up. I don't I, know that we ever why feel it. not? I I because we're crazy because we're looking at everybody else. I don't know if I, we think that people feel it. They don't fucking feel it. I know Jasmine puts out an album and she disappears for two weeks. You can't find the girl. She's in a cave somewhere. Terrified. Fucking terrified. You know how many times she's called me in the booth crying, crying. And I'm listening to her like you are insane. We, for whatever reason, we are flawed in this way that we cannot see ourselves. We have such a hard time. But I need you to know that you're doing it. Yes, there's room for growth. Yes, there's this. Yes, there's that. You should be aspirational. You shouldn't settle. But here, here's where it is. You want to talk. You want to talk the talk, and walk the walk. Here's where it is. Show the fuck up, as you, as you. Look at look at fucking Melissa and Roscoe. They go on Shark Tank and they get basically laughed at. And who the fuck is laughing now? They showed up as themselves. She did the risk that she took. Mm-hmm. She just tossed everything away and went and lived in a fucking truck thing that she made to go show people her lipstick acro- and travel across the country. I could never fucking do it, but I feel like you could. And that's something that I'm just like, that I'm amazed by it. I'm inspired by it. I'm ashamed that I don't have that risk taking ability in me. So it, baffles me when you sit here and say that you don't have it 
Yeah, I don't you know. need to sit back I, and uh, realize. The same it could be good for you, though. That's I. I think that's why I'm happy that we're sharing this because it's not. Just, I think just what you said. Everybody has it. Everybody. We all have it, and you just got to do shit scared. And I. And I guess, the relief, is even though I don't think all of those things quite yet. The relief is is that you don't necessarily have to think all of those things. And you can still do it. I think I'm waiting for my body to feel good in it. I think I'm waiting for me to feel a way. Um, just like you said, it's not, it's not, that may not ever happen. I think you, I think too, your body might feel really good in it right afterwards. Oh shit. That wasn't as, that was not as bad as I thought. This, this, this is very, yeah, this is. It's like performance anxiety. Before you about to go on stage, everything in you, you got butterflies in your stomach. You're thinking, oh my God, all this mucus is coming up. Why is this doing this now? I got to go to the bathroom. I got to, I'm not ready. Then you go out there, you share and you're done and you're like, oh, that wasn't, that was great. There's things I want to do different, you know, but that wasn't, I didn't die. That was great. I think that's going to happen for you, but it's not going to happen if you don't continue to put yourself in these situations and accept the blessings that are coming your way. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Sorry to be forceful with how I affirm. You do it every day. I hurt myself. (laughs) Ciao. That's it. I don't. Listen, I, girl, I, Beyonce crazy. She not so well. Not right. She's scared she be, to death. <laughs> She's scared to death. I know that lady is scared to death. We know some people in her team. She's scared. And look, and she step out there and be like, all right. Um, Yeah, not Beyonce. Try yes. Beyonce, though. She is the. And the bear really inspired me as well. I wanted to make those two references. <laughs> Watching the bear and Beyonce, this pursuit of excellence, the self, the, their arc of self-doubt and all the things that, um, all the really deep heart inner work that is demanded of you when we're doing these like materialistic things or like these, you know, quote unquote performative or work-related things. Um, mm-hmm. career related things that that I don't want to shy away from that is hell it's literal hell I can't explain to you how uncomfortable I am and I don't think it's going to change until like you said until it's over um, but I want to be grateful and just like you said I want to accept the opportunities for this growth and for me to stretch myself a little bit more um yeah and i hope that this is uh little god whispering in your ear antoinette and everybody else's ear around the no, ways no, that we all me. self-sabotage or have self-diet what are you say watch your mouth not me <laughs> we not talking all of us now. to do things when we're scared and that we're never going to feel ready or we're never going to feel certain or it's never going to be mapped out um and of course, we all have different tolerances for it, but I just need money. I'll be more adventurous if somebody give me some bread. As long as I know where my money coming from and I can pay my bills, I'd be yeah. as adventurous as you want. Yeah, you know I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. 
you the universe is gonna do what it does for you to push you to work <laughs> out of your limitations as well and still let you know that you're cared for as well so let that be a prayer for you if money is the can thing. i ask you something mm. what's the alternative if you were to say actually this is too much like what then what then what do you sit with in yourself then what hell are you living in you're confirming oh, all of shame. your deepest fears Yeah, just guilt and <laughs> shame and yeah i feel like that's a little worse no no i'm going to do this i'm pregnant this baby coming i like i'm big i could i didn't abort the baby <laughs> it's happening <laughs> it's happening i don't have a choice and i i've been meditating on labor as well i didn't i had an all natural labor shout out to my white mom for training me up to think this way are you talking about real labor i'm now? thinking about You're my labor, labor. Okay. and my labor was 32 hours I um, did not have a very good relationship with my partner before my daughter was born. We were even um, arguing hours before my labor, labor pains came on. So I was not, it was not like a peaceful, like, oh, I can't wait for this to happen. There was just a lot of stress. And um, it was 32 hours and I felt very much alone. And I was just waiting for this baby to come. And um, I was I was expecting it to be really easy because my mom's births were all easy and like, oh, when you have a natural birth, that's just what happens. It's just easy. Like you, you don't have any tubes. You can eat. You can do what you want. And it wasn't. And it took a really long time. But I eventually had to I had a lot of I had multiple people at this birth. I don't know why, but I had multiple spectators and I had to kick everybody out of the room. And I had to go to a place in my body that I had never gone before. And I think I also had it in my mind that I was going to, me managing my labor pains was going to somehow, me managing them meant that they were going to um, be less painful. Like me really knowing how to manage them is going to result in them being less painful. And that ain't how labor pains work. It's just like you, it's like diarrhea. It's like, imagine trying to manage a diarrhea. Like, oh, I'm going to manage this diarrhea pain real easy. And it, it, it just, you have, there's no way you can manage the pains and the wave that that takes you on. And I finally just sat with it and went into my body and surrendered in a way that I'm hoping will happen in this situation will inevitably have to happen in this situation. But I guess the moral of the story is that the pain is not going to go away. It's not. The self-doubt is not going to go away. Being courageous is doing something while you're scared. And in my situation, I don't know how much self-love or affirmations or smack myself, Issa Rae raps, watching Beyonce videos, self-help frequency fucking mantras I can do it's not gonna happen I'm still gonna have this terror in me but I I have to rise to the occasion and I hope all of you guys listening um fucking know that so when you do come up to me and you're like yeah you're doing this thing da, 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 I'm, I'm I'm terrified terrified in a lot of ways um so do it anyway. Do it scared, I guess. Internet, thank you for your pep talk. And uh, I I hope you guys will see what's on the other side of this, inshallah. 
I said, I, I, do you have an affirmation? Oh, no. Do you have an affirmation for me? Come on. <laughs> you don't ask a woman that's in labor, girl. You got an affirmation? Like, I, I just you have to make it. You haven't had an affirmation I have so to make long. it to the other side. Affirm yourself. Come on. You confirm everybody else. Affirm uh, yourself. Shanti, palms are sweaty. Mom's spaghetti. You have to make it to the other side. You will make it to this other side. And, um, these this universe and these opportunities aren't out to hurt you they're not out to um prove the 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 darkest and the erroneous thoughts that you have about yourself it's it is actually a loving universe and what's the best for you and what's yeah what's what's on the other side for you to open and to pass this threshold and to fuck with yourself just a little bit more not a whole lot i'm not gonna be beyonce but i can fuck with myself a little bit more for the sake of jolie for the sake of the people in my life for the sake of these this listener in this moment um that yeah the the universe does not want to harm me and i gotta stop wanting to harm myself because that's just dumb grow up stop <laughs> do something different ashe <laughs> namaste ashe. hey baby we got to her soul this week y'all <laughs> oh I love that affirmation. That's a beautiful affirmation. I think I'm going to write it down. I'm look at serious. me. <laughs> <laughs> you look beautiful. I don't if look like that, but Patreon I cry. Patreon right now. <laughs> you don't look bad. Like, I I got the Kim K cry. You actually look... I was I was sitting here, and I was thought to myself, oh, my God, you're so shallow. I was like, she really looks pretty when she cries. <laughs> no, because you have... When I really ugly cry, it actually startles you. Internet is actually... Because <laughs> you never show emotion half the time. So I'm like, holy shit. Do I need to come home? You need me to come home? <laughs> Internet is like, what? This, okay? is a be- this is a, a beautiful... Um, opening I think you're cracking and cracks hurt it's terrible for real shout out to the OG that's helping you crack who's putting you in these positions you know who you are girl you don't even know she be terrified too you gotta talk to her I went on a walk with her I tried to I I, I didn't want to put it all on her I didn't want to collapse into her arms while she while all the stuff she had going on but um yeah, when you face your fears, you open that shit up for other people. So it ain't even about me at this point. Shanti, you just do what you got to do so so all the niggas can come through as well. Cause, yeah, I uh, think maybe make it about you a little bit. Think it, it's okay. A little bit. A little bit. Oh, my stomach hurts. I, I actually have to stop because it's... <laughs> you have diarrhea? You gave yourself diarrhea over this? My stomach hurts. All right, Sheila. This was a good one. You didn't use many of my notes, but we didn't need it. Don't waste my time like this anymore, right? Well, you could have jumped in. I didn't want to. I This was beautiful. This was a beautiful unfolding. All right, Sheila. You are loved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give me a job when you, when you get 
famous now. I'll be like, oh, I'm going to quit my job. Y'all go work for her. No. Always working for somebody somehow I else. I end up working for you somehow. <laughs> Shanti. <laughs> Shut up. I hate you. All right. That's In it. text. Shanti. <laughs> Is that how you read my text? No, not, not as a fleet. We're doing well, Internet. We're doing well. We, we are. are really, I think. We are really growing. It's my life We've partner on the low. A threshold of like, you know, hey, girl. What's happening? Hey, girl. Hey, girl. I'm figuring out how to land the plane softer. Hey, girl. Hey. Learning how to be a leader. Anyway. All right. Let's go. Bye. You have just heard an Around the Way Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATWCurls and Instagram at Around the Way Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good.